Welcome to Studio RC, your daily encouragement for your recovery and your faith. My name is Pastor Max and I am an alcoholic and I am also a believer and I am sober today only by the grace of God and the program contained in the 12-step fellowship. So today's topic that we want to try to, to take care of is ego. We're going to look at ego. Often um, the acronym is edging God out. Uh, but the truth is ego is, is throughout um, the literature and really is something that we should address and something that we take hold of. Um, and so uh, our scripture today, we're going to start with the scripture and it comes from Proverbs 16, 18. And I always like to say Proverbs are like biblical bumper stickers. They're short, pithy statements that really have a lot of weight. But this one is, pride goes before destruction. A haughty spirit before a fall. Um, pride goes before we fall. And I think part of the reason that pride, and I'm going to use pride and ego interchangeably today. I'm not going to have any distinction between the two, but pride and ego uh, is, we kind of put up our pride as a defense mechanism to uh, try to protect ourselves, which interestingly, you know, it, it does the opposite. We're putting it up to protect ourselves, but it's actually leading us to destruction. For the addict and the alcoholic, how many of us have been egomaniacs with inferiority complex uh, complexes. We we think you know we don't think we're worth much, but we still have pride, and we kind of use that pride to to shield us and to protect us. So one of the things it says in uh, the uh, twelve and twelve, the twelve steps, and uh, it says the twelve steps deflate ego. So the whole point of the 12-step fellowship and the program, part of the, the thing that it wants to do is deflate our ego. It wants to take it away. Because, why? Because we are largely a band of ego-driven individuals. That's what it says in regards to tradition, tradition four. A large band of ego-driven ego individuals. What? That's no good. Um, in regards to, it says this, and I love this, the problem is to help us discover a little a chink, a little sliver in the walls that their egos have built through which the light of reason can shine. We need to like take down that wall just enough so that the light of reason can shine and can show us the actual state of our heart, of our mind, of our thoughts. Uh, but our ego, it puts up walls. It puts up walls and it, and it, it, it protects us. But there is value in ego puncturing. And it tells that again and again in uh, the books in step seven. Our eyes begin to open to the immense value which has come straight out of painful ego puncturing. We need to take that balloon of the ego and we need to puncture it. We need to deflate that ego so that we become right-sized. Pride always kept me overly concerned about my reputation. Part of why we have pride, part of why we struggle with pride is we don't want people to think ill of us. We don't want people to have a wrong opinion of us. So our pride kind of puffs us up um, in regards to our reputation and the way other people think of ourselves, uh, think of us rather. And the truth is that's the kind of thing that thinking 
gives us uh, a hard time in the fourth step and especially in the fifth step when we have to share these things with somebody else. What are they going to think about us? We might even think that in an open time of sharing at a meeting or at RC, we're like, if I share this, what will people think of me if I'm honest and open? And so pride kind of makes us maybe try to make it a little bit uh, look a little bit better so that our reputation, whatever that is, stays intact. The truth is there is a great link between fear and pride. So often um, our fear has called on pride to come help, you know, rescue us. You know, if we're afraid of what people will think, pride will jump in and say, that's okay, we'll, we'll come to the rescue. And so anytime you talk about ego or pride, you have to know that fear is right there with that. And it's part of the discussion. Now, pride is mentioned uh, over 30 times throughout the literature, and it's a topic that that gets a lot of of discussion uh, in the the recovery literature. Here are some of the the the, uh, the thoughts. Uh, when we're in recovery, we slowly learn that something had to be done about our vengeful resentments, our self pity, and our unwarranted pride. We had unwarranted pride, but the the truth is, in regards to spirituality. I don't know if we can ever warrant pride. I mean, even if, if you're the greatest, um, Bruce Lee has this quote, and he's one of the greatest mar- martial artists of all times. He said, if I tell you I'm good, you know, you'll think I'm egotistical. But if I tell you I'm not, you'll know I'm lying. Even though he could warrant the pride, it still makes people bristle. It, when Michael Jordan who arguably the greatest player of all times, or at least during his time, we can argue whether he's of all time or not, but he would say, you know, that how how good he is. And even though he backed it up, it was warranted pride, it still kind of makes people bristle. So I don't know if there's even a thing that there is a warranted pride, but for us in in recovery, our pride, I'm going to say almost always is unwarranted. And it's not the same of, I'm proud of my sobriety or I'm proud of my child. It's, it's not that. It's that, that pride of, I'm better than others. I'm, uh, you know, that my uh, defects are not as bad as other people or I don't have to apply to the rules. That's the kind of pride we're talking about. It brings up in step 10, anger, resentment, jealousy, envy, self-pity, hurt, pride, all led to the bottle, to drink or to drug. Like, that's why we're talking about ego. That's why we're talking about pride. Why? Because it can lead us to pick up. It can lead us to use and to drink, and, um, and we don't want that. And um, interestingly, when, when, and I found this more with alcohol than with drugs, but um, when you had that first drink, there was, they called it liquid courage. And I think they called it that for a reason, because all of a sudden you're kind of filled with this, this pride, this ego, like, well, I, I can be funny now. I can talk to anybody. I can flirt with anybody. I, I can do something that I couldn't previously do. And I didn't, I, again, I felt that way with alcohol, not so much with drugs as much, but there's this, this thing that comes over us that, no, I, I can do this. I can, I, I can be, I, something that I'm not. And, um, 
that liquid courage. But that's why we need to deal with pride because we can be those things. We can be funny. We can engage people. And we don't need to have, you know, that social lubricant um, to, to make sure that we were okay. Now, one of my favorite uh, passages from the big book uh, is in regards to the fifth step. And this is the first line in sort of um, the, the promises that are found in the fifth step on page 75. We pocket our pride. And we go to it in regards to the, the fifth step. Illuminating every twist of character, every dark cranny of the past. In other words, we are not worried about our reputation. We're not worried about what people think. We're going to be honest. We're going to share it. Um, but we pocket. We take our pride and we put it in our pocket. No longer is it the thing that is kind of in front protecting us. Now, both pride and fear beat us back every time we try to look inside. When we try to have an honest appraisal, every time we try to grow and want to get better, we have fear and pride there saying, whoa, 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 we're okay here. You don't need to look here. You're fine. All of that is pride and, and fear. And the pride and fear will beat us back every time. The scales of pride and prejudice fell from our eyes. That was Bill's uh, Bill's experience from Bill's story um, that they it just fell from his eyes and he was able to see clearly. These, again, according to uh, the step book, te step 10, these are emotional booby traps baited with pride and vengefulness. Pride will set us up. It says pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. Our, our false pride, our our pride can set up booby traps that, that make us trip, make us fall. False pride became the reverse side of that ruinous coin marked fear. So you have fear, but on the other side of fear, you have false pride. It's the same thing. Our false pride is really just fueled by fear. It's another name for fear. I love this picture that they write in the big book, and this is uh, to the wives. We have had long rendezvous with hurt pride, with frustration, self-pity, misunderstanding, and fear. Long rendezvous with hurt pride. To avoid falling into confusion over the name of these defects, and this is for the fourth step in this step book, that what they should be called, let's take a universally recognized list of major human failings. The seven deadly sins, pride, greed, lust, anger, gluttony, envy, and sloth. It is not by accident that pride heads the procession. Pride is when they laid out sins, the seven deadly sins, the first sin that they talk about is pride. That's how important, that's how significant and how much it can affect us. In these areas, fear, greed, possessiveness, and pride have often done their worst. They have, they have made sure that we haven't been all that we've call, been called to do. All right, there's a, a series of, of, of thoughts and I just wanna kinda end with this um, about the fourth step and because the fourth step looks a lot at pride and at fear and as you're doing your inventory. For pride, leading to self-justification has always spurred, was always spurred by conscious or unconscious fears, our pride was. It's the basic breeder of, the mo of most human difficulties and the ch chief block of true progress. We cannot progress in our recovery if we have pride. Pride lures us into making demands upon ourselves 
or upon others, which cannot be met without perverting or misusing our God-given instincts. Anger, hurt pride might just be the smokescreen under which we've been hiding some of our defects. We can't see. This is because people who are driven by pride of self of self unconsciously blind, blind themselves to their liabilities. Our pride doesn't allow us to see it. It tells us in step four also, pride says you need not pass this way and fear says you need not look. And the answer to all of this is humility. Humility is really the answer. To acknowledge and respect the reviews, uh, the views, accomplishments, and prerogatives of others, and to accept being wrong shows us the way of humility. Humility is the answer. My will and my life over to the care of God. That's what I'm giving. And service keeps me sober. Ser- service helps show humility. Willingness to take the risks, uh, the required risks for true humility to have a a clear understanding. So today, if you are struggling with with ego or pride, and let's be honest, we all struggle with it on some point. It's the, the first of the seven deadly sins. It's something that will be with us and something that we will have to deal with all of our lives. Hopefully we can make it shrink. Maybe we can puncture it, deflate it a little bit. But the true, the best way to do that is through service to others for helping others, to think about others. When we're thinking about others, it's hard to think about ourselves. It's hard to put ourselves first. So today, as we all wrestle with ego and edging God out, let us remember the best way to edge God back in is to be thinking about other people and to be serving other people. But take this time, this moment, to really look inside and see where has pride and fear gotten in the way of my honest analysis of my sobriety and my recovery. Thank you so much for coming to Studio RC. We hope to see you again soon. And remember, Recovery Church, 12 steps, one goal. God bless. (laughs) 